Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this February the 25th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on the line is Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and we're going to be taking a look at two items today. Um, one is trying to show the people how the world, particularly in the United States, is quite contrary to Christian teaching. And one of the biggest retailers in the world, of course, is Amazon.com. And you sent me an, an article. Can you kind of uh, summarize what Amazon.com is doing? Well, there was a book put out by a guy by the name of Ryan Anderson, and it was entitled When Harry Becomes Sally, Responding to the Transgender Moment. And he was running a critique of the transgender issues, and uh, Amazon put it down as hate speech and took it off his site. Even used uh, books couldn't even be bought. One day it was for sale, the next day it was gone. Yes, it said that um, he found out about the removal of his book because people were trying to purchase it, and it disappeared. It's not out of stock, but even the pages to purchase used copies have been taken down. And so the pages are gone because it is criticizing what the Biden administration wants to do about indicating that there's civil rights for people who are transgender. So if a girl wants to be a boy, then you cannot speak out uh, against it. And that's really what the book is all about. The book had earned praise from prominent medical experts and legal scholars. But what seems to matter, Anderson suggests, is whether one dissents from the new sexual orthodoxy. And that new sexual orthodoxy, of course, is talking about that if a male or female young person wants to decide to become the other gender, they can go ahead and do that. That's the new and what's, sexual orthodoxy. And what's interesting is the book's been out in publication for three years. It's just recently they've taken issue with it. Well, that's because the House of Representatives is set to vote this week on what they call the Equality Act, legislation backed by President Joe Biden that would codify sexual orientation and gender identity as protected classes under civil rights law. And that means that Christians can be persecuted if we go against the civil rights laws. Kind of reminds me of a prophet uh, from a couple of years ago within the last two years that uh, said that uh, in Canada they were uh, fining and jailing those speaking out on homosexuality and it was going to come to America the same way. You know that person? Yeah, there were a number of radio programs that every time they spoke, against the immorality, Canada would take them off the air. So there's no doubt that that's happening a lot in Canada. And it's kind of being done now by the government in the United States 
the freedom of speech seems to be going out the door under this Biden administration. Yeah, I would agree that, uh, and that causes a certain amount of predicament for for the Christian. Where where is the Christian to go then at that point? Yes. Now Amazon did respond as to why they took the book uh, off of their list. It said. We carefully consider the types of content we make available in our stores and review our approach regularly, listening to concerns from our customers. And we reserve the right to remove content from sale if we determine it creates a poor customer experience. Now, that's just gobbledygook to say that if you're not going to go with this new immorality, we're going to remove your book from our sale because there is tremendous, well, what shall I say, customer uh, lack of experience on the part of Christians in concern to these books. But it seems that the Christian response is it as important as they're getting a response from uh, homosexuals, transgender people, and, and others. And, and that's a good point that you're bringing out. Kind of reminds me of a book by Alvin J. Smith. It first came out called Under the Influence, and I think later it was changed to how Christianity changed the world and pointed out over centuries how from abortion to treatment of women to homosexuality to you, you name it, the Christian world was, was shaped by the world was shaped by Christian thought, and it sounds like we're going the other direction now. Yes. Did uh, I don't think Schmidt's book was taken off of Amazon.com, though. No, it wasn't. It hasn't been. It's still there. Yeah, right. But there was a book uh, put out um, in 2018, uh, Let Harry Become Sally. And it's still available. So they're definitely pushing the idea of gender problems. But um, Abigail Schreier wrote a book, Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. And Mm. that also was a book that was not allowed in fact, they don't sell that anymore. But it does a really good job in showing how what's happening is great irre- irreparable harm to girls as well as young women's bodies and psyches. Well, it, yeah, it, it's in that whole transgender homosexual stuff, too, that you're talking about. But in in general, it's it's uh, all over the the airwaves with anti-Christian type thought. I watched a sitcom the other day, caught glimpses of it, and they were at the dinner table, and uh, the Bible was referred to a magic book, you know, a magic book and fables. So it's uh, getting to be a real problem out there. Well, who knows whether Amazon will take the Bible? off of their list 
because it definitely is against homosexuality and, and these items that are occurring. It says a man and a woman get married, not uh, two people of the same gender. That's an that's an excellent point. I mean, uh, the Bible is even more clear than, than these books that are being published about uh, about marriage and men and women and there are various roles that are in there. Another section of books that they have removed, there were men and women who once identified themselves as LGBT, but they had stories of transformation because of Jesus Christ. And according to Amazon, these books constitute a violation of our content guidelines. So there's another good example where Amazon is saying, no, if you're not going to agree with this immoral lifestyle that we're now following, then you got to be uh, taken away off of our list. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I didn't know I was opening up a can of worms when I suggested that article to you. Yeah. And then when you take a look at our, the books that are available on Amazon, there's a book entitled Pedophilia and Adult Child Sex by Stephen Kirshner. And it accounts <laughs> is a defense of the sexual exploitation of children and calls into question its moral status. And I think it was almost a year ago that I mentioned that after gay marriage, the next thing is going to be pedophilia. pedophilia. That will no longer yeah. become uh, against uh, the laws of the land. And that, that flies in the face of uh, the New Testament, where Paul and Corinthians and various other epistles talk about fleeing sexual immorality. Yes. The the fact is, is as you said, uh, many people no longer regard the Bible as God's word, and therefore what it has to say is something that they're just simply ignoring, and they really ought not be doing that. In, in fact, we ought to look at a passage that uh, you also mentioned from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, because... It makes a law and gospel distinction that are that sometimes misunderstood because it says in uh, verse 6 that we walk by faith, not by sight. And a lot of people may not understand why Paul says that. What's the difference by walking by sight versus walking by faith? Well, sight, I would probably put in the generality of, of temporal, the things that we see going on around us and or seeing is believing, so to speak. But uh, and and uh, faith is is trust in the promises of, of uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. In particular, uh, the, the word is the word, as St. Augustine would would say. Yes, in fact, the verse itself says, we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, even the disciples 
when they could see Jesus, still misunderstood his mission. They had no understanding from the Old Testament that Jesus had come to die on a cross. And that astonished Mm. them. And they even, like Peter did, criticized Jesus for that. So even living by sight in the body isn't appropriate if you're not living by faith in the Word of God. I've said it this way. Do not judge God or try to figure him out on the basis of your experience, but rather on the promises of the Word of God. Word. Yeah, uh, very well said. And what got me on to that 2 Corinthians chapter 5 passage was just what you had talked about yesterday with uh, Mark Smith on on that hymn of that uh, pastor who uh, faced persecution for for believing in his rights, and and we're going to see that going on with with Christians in our society, and we're going to have to walk by faith. Yeah, I don't know whether this civil rights law they're trying to pass now, the new one, does that take both the House and the Senate to okay that? Yep. Or are you yeah, aware? It has to pass both. It has to pass both houses, and then you know if if passed by both places, then it goes to the president for signing. Okay. Well, hopefully the Senate would uh, say no to this, because it really is going to ruin the lives of many people with this new civil rights idea, because we're not walking by faith. To walk by faith, the word faith in the Bible is just another word for trust. So what do we trust in the Bible that we walk by? Well, we trust in the promises of the gospel that, that our sins are forgiven through, through Jesus. There is no, how shall I put evidence for that? When, when you look at other people in the congregation, and there's no evidence that their sins have been forgiven, except the word of God. And so... There's really not much evidence at all in the Bible as to what the Bible says, because it's so contrary to human reason. You know, and hearing you talk about it reminds me of our worship services, where at the beginning we we confess our sins as a poor, miserable sinner, that it's all that we are sinful mankind, and we don't make a distinction one way or the other on what is sin and not sin. Yes, this is really important to begin a worship service. In fact, every time you have the Lord's Supper, we would occasionally have matins. That's a worship service that does not have the Lord's Supper involved with it. But when we went to every Sunday Lord's Supper, we would then go through the matins, and after the sermon, we would pop back over to the confession of sin and the absolution, and then go into the menu for the Lord's Supper, because that's a requirement that someone who's taking the Lord's Supper recognizes that they are a sinner in need of the forgiveness of sins. And in that absolution, we hear in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, you know, it's the command of Lord Jesus Christ that we receive the forgiveness 
And that's found when Jesus says to the disciples, whosoever sends you remit, they are are remitted. remitted. And whosoever sends you retain, retain, they are retained. Now, why would a pastor retain or refuse to forgive someone's sins? Well, it would have to be because uh, that they're unrepentant of their Excellent. sins. Yep. Unrepentance would mean not only are they not sorry for the sin, they don't even recognize it as a sin. And mm. this Amazon uh, paper that uh, is being discussed that you gave to us really shows that, that Amazon doesn't recognize same-sex marriage is sin, and therefore they reverse it. In fact, it reminds me of Sodom and Gomorrah. God says something about Sodom and Gomorrah that's going on today, namely that once they thought those things were right to do, they now reverse them. And what they thought was wrong to do, they now think they can go ahead and do it. Oh, yeah. In fact, when when you read it out of the Genesis account, long before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, already uh, they were talking about the wickedness that was going on in there. And you remember when Lot and the, and the, those uh, cities were carried off by, were, were well, were carried off by those foreign kings, and Abraham came and got the kings, released them, sent them back, and and uh, the leader of Sodom was going to give uh, uh, Adam or Abraham a a uh, some free booty so that he could give a free offering, and and Abraham rejected it. Yes, yeah, we don't often reject gifts, but I think sometimes we need to. I, I have made a mistake in my ministry. Well, many mistakes, probably. But um, we had a second church building, and its front door wasn't looking very good. And we actually got a gift from a stranger, not a Christian, who was giving us $500 to fix our front door. (laughs) Mm. And I knew who he was in this kind of thing, and I made the mistake of taking the money uh, instead of visiting him. Uh, thanking him for his generosity and seeing whether or not he'd be available to become a member of the church. So sometimes money talks in the church, and it's important that we make a distinction between the two worlds, the natural world, the secular world, and, of course, the heavenly world, the holy Christian church. And that brings us back full circle to that Corinthians passage. We walk by faith, not by sight. You know, that we we have this whole other realm that we live in and that that we belong to 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 Christ our Lord as we trust in his promises. You know, two verses on is one of my favorite verses because it sure seems to contradict the rest of the Bible. It's verse ten. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Now, what does that sound like? Sounds like judgment. 
work righteousness. Well, yeah, your work righteousness is not going to get you you anywhere. It's, it's still that walking by faith. But the text says that we're going to get due to us what we have done in the body, whether good or evil. So since we admit that we are evil in the body, how can we go to heaven? Through the through the trusting the promises, through the absolution, when we declare that we are repentant sinners before God, we, we receive that absolution. This is the really crux of the Christian faith, that regardless of what we appear to experience in our lives, God declares us to be without sin and righteous in his sight, because Jesus took that sin to the cross, paid for it, and then there was a trade-off, a, a, a glorious exchange between his righteousness, which he gives us, and we give him our sin to pay for the punishment of our sin. And, and that's why on Judgment Day, since God sees no evil in the body, having been forgiven, having been declared saints, then heaven becomes our home. And you know what my follow-up verse for that is? No. Second Corinthians 6, in uh, verse 2 there, Behold, I had a favorable time. Now is a favorable time. Now is the day of salvation. When is the day that I, I receive all of these these things from God? Is the day that I believe right now, as I believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, in fact, that next verse even goes on. No fault may be found with our ministry, because we put no obstacle in anyone's way. That's really a great verse, whereas every other religion does put obstacles in the way. Here's the works you have to do. Here's the worship you have to do. Here's how you should behave. Then God will begin to like you, maybe even love you, and possibly even save you. But there's no assurance of any of that, as is found in the Scripture, where he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. And that is taught throughout the Scripture. And that goes back to what we've talked about before, the do and the done religion. The do religion is what you've got to do in order to inherit a life, eternal life. And done is God's already done it through Jesus Christ. And trust in his promises, it's already been done for us. Yes, uh, right now for Lent. I'm going through the seven churches in Revelation, mm. and they all have a pretty simple outline. Jesus introduces himself in a certain way. Then he says what he likes about the church. Then he says what he doesn't like about the church and how they are to get back in his good graces. And it's really interesting to see how each of the seven churches it says that Jesus is talking to the angel of the church. And guess who the angel is? Jesus. No, Jesus is talking to the angel. Oh, the angel. Oh, the messenger. You see, angel also meant messenger. It's the pastor. Would, yeah, the pastors would be the messengers. 
And so just as at the transfiguration, Jesus says, or the Father says, listen to him. So the congregational members need to listen to the word the pastor says as he repeats what God had to say. Right. All right. Well, thanks so much for these two insights. Amazon, I didn't realize that they took out books that were pro-Christian. And, uh, of course, living by faith rather than by sight is important. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel, it's Open Mic Friday. You can't phone me, but you can email me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. I'm Tom Baker, Wes Reimnitz. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.